Hello, hi, and welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and another installment of Bullet Points. This is our midweek catch-up and a chance to share a little bit with you about what is going on behind the scenes of the podcast. And listeners, all I can really tell you about what's going on behind the scenes of the podcast at the moment is that it's hot. Yes, at the time of recording, I am coming to you live from the hottest day on record in the UK. And it has been, oh, it's been a day. It really has. It's been very, very hot. And I'm very lucky in that I'm a freelancer. And so I knew that these days were going to be warm. So I was like, I'm not going to be getting on public transport for these days. I'm going to have working from home days. But my goodness, it has been incredibly warm. And I have been filming a lot. And you know what's really awful when it's 39 degrees outside? Having lights on you in your <laughs> when you're filming so you have the added heat of lights and obviously well not obviously but the hack that I have recently learned which was shared with me by Ruth Quilly actually was keep your curtains and windows closed during the day and then open them in the evening to get cool air in otherwise you'll just make it hotter so no windows open <laughs> no. curtains closed in most of the rooms lights on um, I, I've showered a lot, but I'm very conscious not to use too much water. Anyway, that's what's been going on behind the scenes. I think everybody has just been navigating unprecedented levels of heat and just trying to uh, trying to figure out how to really... Uh, I went for a walk, actually. I had to go out to go and get some lunch today. And I was out for five minutes and it was oppressive heat. So that's a larger conversation. I definitely need to get someone like David Wallace-Wells on the podcast, don't I, to talk about climate change although i did i climate change is what it is referred to to make it seem less scary it's global warming isn't it let's just be honest okay (laughs) let's calm down let's take it down a notch i'm going to calm us down with uh, a snippet from my most recent episode actually with the fabulous owen O'Kane. he's a psychotherapist author of several books and the one that we specifically talked about in the episode is his latest which is how to become your own therapist and since the show went live only a few days ago now the amount of people who've been in touch to say how comforting they found the conversation, how meaningful they found the conversation, and how glad they were to have found Owen as a resource, because his book, the current book, and some of the things that we talked in fact, we, t- we touched on so much to do with therapy and mental health, and really, it was a conversation about getting to know yourself, and understanding sometimes when you don't feel as though your mental health is in a good place what that might be trying to tell you and I opened up to Owen and honestly you can hear on the episode he is a very very easy person to talk to he's very you just you feel very safe with him even though we recorded over zoom I just felt very very safe to be able to talk to him very openly which I guess is um great given his job he's he's obviously very very good at what he does but so many of you have been in touch to say that it you heard that show at the right time and I always feel as though that's that's a comment that makes me feel as though I'm doing my job well when people say to me I really needed to hear that today or I'm so glad I found that that's exactly what I needed to hear so thank you for everyone who's been in touch and said that but the reason I'm sharing a snippet from this show is because quite a few people were really grateful to hear the account of a panic attack and what can really lead up to that because a panic attack really is where everything is overflowing those emotions those feelings those physical sensations and they have built up usually over time 
so that your body gets to this, your mind, body and emotions get to this point where it sort of spills over into a panic attack. And so many people said that you found really hearing about that, my first ever panic attack, well, the one that I knew was a panic attack, and also then Owen kind of breaking it down and talking about what might have led up to it. So many people really picked out this particular part in emails. So that's the one that I'm going to be sharing in this episode. So um, here it is. We enter the conversation with uh, me talking about the panic attack, the first panic attack I had. And Owen really breaks it down. And if you want to, when you get to the end of the snippet, if you want to listen to the full episode, which is a full unedited hour with Owen, then the link to that is in the show notes. But here we are rejoining or joining the conversation with Owen O'Kane on The Emma Gunn Show. I agree. And I think um, long-time listeners will have heard me tell this story before, but I think this is a you're a great person to share this with, is that I was really struggling a few years ago. And I was um, in the midst of, I had my first panic attack, but proper like sweated through my clothes, yeah. fell to the floor. I put my uh, hand on the door handle of my apartment to leave, to go out. And I just got these flashes of the outside world being so terrifying and awful yeah. and something yeah. terrible was going to happen that I literally fell to the floor, wow. couldn't breathe, covered in sweat and everything. And then so I just, I. I, did, I didn't say, oh, maybe I shouldn't go to that appointment today. I just made some excuse yeah, yeah, and didn't go. And then I think I might have gone for a walk and it was either that day or a day after. And I listened to a podcast with RuPaul and RuPaul said, everybody has their own internal saboteur yeah, and its goal is to get you alone and to kill you. <laughs> and I had this moment, you know, when you are falling asleep and you jolt awake, it yeah, was like yeah. that, but I was awake. And I suddenly realized that panic attack was my internal saboteur winning. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because it, it plays out as a saboteur, but most of the time, these problems or these challenges, when they play out, they're actually trying to protect us. So even though it feels terrible, and it feels really scary and it can feel very, very overwhelming. It's often trying to do two things. It's either trying to protect you or prevent you getting into a situation that it thinks it's overwhelming. So basically it's a fear driven mechanism. So what it will do is it will ramp up, you know, so if you, I think often even with panic attacks is a brilliant example. Um, I had a panic attack in my early 20s which is, you know, therapists, we often don't talk about this stuff. You know, people think therapists don't have problems. Well, I mean, hello. <laughs> you know, I think the best therapists know their own stuff. The best therapists, I think, have struggled and they understand human struggle. And I think anxiety and panic are things that many people experience at some point, but often, particularly men, don't talk about it or don't ever admit it, or they will brush it off as something else. You know, they will just call it something else. But when I was in my early 20s, I had the first time in my life a panic attack and I hadn't got a clue what was happening to me. I was absolutely terrified. Now, mm. I had accumulated a lot of stuff for years and I had just started out on my own therapy for the first time. And suddenly out of nowhere, you know, just almost like you had described that overwhelming sense of panic came. And, and I didn't know what was happening to me at the time. I couldn't understand it. Um, but it was probably one of the best things that ever happened to me because it's what made me stop and reevaluate and work out, okay, you know, panic attacks are like a bath overfilling with water. Mm. You know, if you think chemically what's happening, it's just an accumulation of chemicals were overloaded with adrenaline, cortisol, and then, a, you know, at some point it has to release and then you get a surge in the body and it feels overwhelming. But if you're able to listen to what the panic's trying to communicate, and for me it was about living dishonestly, 
So I'm a gay guy. I hadn't come out at that stage, was carrying all of this guilt and shame and, you know, secret, secrecy, really, for a long, long time. And of course, my panic was speaking to me about, you need to look at this, you know. You can't keep holding this. You can't keep pretending or you can't keep going on. So I think often, you know, for anyone listening today who's experiencing anxiety, panic, you know, changes in mood, variations in mood, listen to what it's trying to communicate rather than see it as an awful problem or that there is something wrong with you. Just try and get curious about the fact, okay, what might this be communicating? Is it trying to encourage me to reevaluate? Is it trying to get me to think about boundaries in my life? Is it trying to get me to think about what I'm doing with my life? Is it trying to get me to look at my life and deal with stuff that I haven't dealt with? Because of every possibility, that's what the emotions are doing. They're trying to communicate loud and clear. Mm. And I think there's something really powerful about that because then suddenly it's like, okay, well, this is not something terrible. This is just a part of me communicating. So it's all about getting back to a point of balance again. You know, so, you know, we, we love the good feelings. We love the happy days when we're excited and joyful. We, we all do. But I kind of think I've got much, much better the older I get about if, if I have a day when things are not so good or I'm struggling or a new emotion comes up that surprised me a bit. I kind of, all right, this is this is interesting. And I get curious about it. And, you know, 99.9% of the time, you know, if I sit and I can be with the emotion and I can let things quieten, then it's normally pointing me in a direction that's that's good for me. Yeah, it's like a warning light, isn't it, on a car dashboard? It's just like, we need to pay attention to this. And actually, you talk about getting to know yourself. And I think I didn't start doing that till my late 30s. I never asked those questions. I I never did. I just and and it was a sense of sort of autopilot. But also, if you think about a human being as a computer, just navigating the world, taking on all this new data all the time, the good, the bad, the indifferent, there's a filter that goes over you that you create that then means that you interpret more data, maybe negatively, maybe positively. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't organize that, if you don't understand what you're computing, it, well, for me, it made sense why I got to my late 30s and was like, right, I need to stop because yeah, yeah. it's just not making sense anymore. Also, I'm desperately unhappy and I physically can't show up in the world anymore. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was your moment, you know, and some people go through a lifetime. Mm. You know, I, I meet people in their 70s who have gone through a lifetime and not had that moment. So, you know, I'd say, look, great that it happened in your 30s, you know, and that, you, you know, you got your wake up call because I just kind of think, you know, often we're too busy. <laughs> That's part of the problem, isn't it? I mean, I'm gathering that in your 30s and stuff, you, you were talking earlier before we started, you know, about having a great career and the dream job and stuff, you know, and I think this is what happens. We, we kind of almost go into autopilot and we just keep going, mm. you know, often for a number of years and we don't stop. And in that time, nothing's been dealt with, you know, and if you're not dealing with stuff, then it's just going to, you know, I describe it like sewage clogging up, you know, it's just like <laughs> not, not the best analogy in the world. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it, is, it is really. I mean, important the expression. I mean, all the all the shit that goes on around it, we accumulate and it builds up and it clogs and we don't deal with it. And then eventually it just feels like God, that sense of disempowerment and being stuck happens and it's difficult to know what to do then. And I think, you know, it, it, all, all of what we experience, I think, is often about calling us back to a point of balance and equilibrium. Mm. And it's about learning the skills to know what you're looking out for, 
And more importantly, well, what, what can you do about it? You know, what, what do we do in these moments when things do get tricky? You know, how can we get back to that point of balance and make sense of it all? And that, for me, that that's what the, this next book is about. That is the power of learning how to self-therapy. If you want to listen to the rest of that conversation, simply click the link in the show notes to listen to the full unedited hour. Thank you so much for listening. I will see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.